Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Taking a walk. I once made the huge mistake of trying to outdrink Harry Nelson. I did not try that a second time. And one day we were drinking in New York at a place called the Robitaille Room. We were having lunch. And, and so he said at some point, you want to join me for dinner with some friends? And I went, sure. And he picks me up in a taxi. We go to the Dakota. So Buzz, I'm thinking, no, he, when he said dinner with friends, he couldn't possibly mean. Then the door opens and there's John Lennon. Welcome to another edition of Taking a Walk with Buzz Knight. Today, a returning fan favorite. Buzz Knight's guest has appeared in nearly 350 projects between his television and movie career. He's earned six consecutive Primetime Emmy Award nominations and a Golden Globe. He hosted his own reality TV show, and he's been an environmental activist since 1970. Ed Begley Jr. is here to discuss his new book, To the Temple of Tranquility, and Step on It. Ed has a candid discussion about his demons, his love of music, and life. Here's Ed Begley Jr. on Taking a Walk with Buzz Knight. Ed, it's tremendous to be with you, sir. Not as good as our delightful walk that we had in person last year. You were so gracious to my friend Ruth and I. Oh, gosh, that's right. It's coming back a flood of memories. I, they had something on the list. Johnny Rock in Minneapolis, and now I know I'm talking to my pal Buzz. This is so great to talk to you. What a treat this is. It's a, it's, we had a great walk along the L.A. River there. Thank you, Buzz. Oh, you're the best. Congratulations on your book, To the Temple of Tranquility, and Step on It. I want to ask you, was, was writing the book uh, therapeutic for you, and are you and your lovely wife still speaking after that process? 
we are somehow still speaking after many processes we've been through, not the least of which is our reality show. The fact that our marriage survived that is a miracle, but I love her a lot. And most importantly, we have a lot of laughs. You know that you're around us both, but this book, uh, she's loving it now. She's finally just now not reading it because she doesn't like to read out of a book. She's listening to the audio version now for the first time. And I finished the book a year ago and I was trying to get her to read it. But finally, she's listening to it, which I'll take. That's fine by me. And uh, yeah, it's only made us closer this whole process. She's happy to have me get out of the house and do a book tour. So it works in every possible way, Buzz. <laughs> You know, your your transparency in the book is really not surprising to me. You discuss personal struggles uh, with alcohol. You reveal your fight with Parkinson's. Um, have some been surprised by your openness? Yes, many people that I've even known for 20, 30 years, they didn't know that part of my life that ended back in 1979, which is a good many years ago. Gosh, that's 43 years ago, forty almost 44, when I quit drinking for this last time back in 1979. You know, I drank a quart of vodka every day from 1971 through 1978, then tried it again one last day in 1979, and it just stopped working, Buzz. And that's a challenge for people who have an addictive personality, that addictive gene. Even when it's not working, you still do it. You're addicted to something, and you can see it's destroying your life and your family, yet you persist. So I finally got well. There's a saying, I can't, but we can. There are groups that help people like that, and I found one of them. And in a group, you can finally really get some support to do what you must do, which is to end on a daily basis, not forever. You never say, I'm never going to drink again. I'm never going to take pills again. You say, I'm not going to take pills or drink today. And you can get through today. That's a one-bite-at-a-time kind of meal you can eventually get through. And that's what I did, and it's been working since 1979. Yeah, that line in the book where you say, my, consumpt- my consumption was such that it was a growing concern for John Belushi, that's quite a statement. My dear friend John was my salvation on more than one occasion, saved me from a, a mad amount of drinking. He and Judy were concerned about me. They pulled me out of the bar in Durango, Mexico, where I was really drinking them out of alcohol that was extremely unhealthy. And, uh, you know, he was a great, great talent, a great comedian. I remember from, for that and try not to spend too much emphasis on other things, other parts of his life. But he did indeed save me, a great friend. And Judy is my dear friend to this day. I love her, too. And his brother is fantastic. You know, you talk about your time as a stand-up comic. What was your, what was your act like? I was one of those prop comics, Buzz. You know, I wanted to... I didn't know it at the time, but I think I was trying to make my life as difficult as possible. First of all, just to carry around, to ship around, you know, to different cities, all those props. It's a big rigmarole. And finally, I had tape playback, audio tape playback, and I had a slide projector with different slides I project up on a screen behind me and hired my dear friend Tony Amatulo to join me on the road with that. You know, I, I just, uh, I don't. I'd, I'd much rather just tell jokes if I ever did it again, but I couldn't possibly do what these great comics are doing today. It's just amazing the kind of uh, humor that's out there and the, the talent that is out there doing it today. They're such good comics. I'm sure you you see a lot of them yourself on Netflix or somewhere else. It's amazing the work they're doing. And you were on the bill with some uh, pretty cool uh, music acts when you were doing your stand-up, right? 
Yeah, the Troubadour I opened for Dave Mason. Uh, I opened for Candide. I opened for Neil Sadaka, uh, Don McLean, uh, all kinds of wonderful people on the road. And at Nassau Coliseum, I opened for John Sebastian, Poco, Lagan de Messina. I played the bottom line opening for David Bromberg, uh, Max's Kansas City opening for um, lots of acts, uh, Manhattan Transfer and others. I just love being on the road and doing stand-up, and it's good as an actor who wants to do comedy to learn, you know, what, what comp, what's making people laugh throughout the country. That's a very important lesson. So it was not time wasted doing stand-up. It helped inform me as, a, as an actor. Never with the Eagles, though, uh, on a bill, huh? Never. I'm good friends to this day with Don Henley. I was good friends with the great Glenn Fry for many years, and, and Joe Walsh is a dear friend of mine. I'm just blessed to know these terrific people. And Timothy Schmidt, wonderful musicians, wonderful friends, great artists. And keep in mind, Don also saved Walden Woods from being developed. So another reason to love the great Don Henley, not just his great singing and songwriting, but he saved Walden Woods from having, you know, like a commercial structure on it. And let's give a shout-out to the great folks over there, Kathy Anderson and her whole crew at the Walden Woods Project. They're the best. Absolutely. The Thoreau Institute and the Walden Woods Project are doing great stuff to this day, preserving the greatest collection, the largest collection, the best collection of Thoreau's writings and other works. Uh, it's very, very impressive what they've done, and they continue to protect land in that vital area which for me was like firing up a foundry in the Sistine Chapel to put a development like that in a place like that. It was the wrong message to send, and, and Don, with a few friends, was able to stop it. So thank you, Kathy Anderson, for keeping it going to this day. Describe your relationship uh, with Tom Waits, which I was fascinated by. He and I met. I just done a club in Bryn Mawr called The Main Point, and he... Uh, he was coming into the main point to do his wonderful act, and I heard his music and just fell in love with his artistry and him as a person. So we uh, we had a, a good many great years together, just hanging out and being friends. And he was there the important night uh, that I met my first wife, Ingrid. He was talking to her, and Ingrid and, and Tom had a connection, so it became a connection for me, and I wound up uh, dating her and then getting married just a few months after starting to date her, we, we were wed and had two wonderful children. We're now 46 and 45 years old, so Tom was instrumental in that. Another reason to love Tom Waits, not to mention his wonderful recent work he's been doing with his wife, Kathleen. And you're still in touch with him? I am. I spoke to him. I sent him a copy of the book, hoping he'd like it, because I do talk about our time together, and he, he seemed to love it. We talked on the phone at length, and he and Kathleen really liked it. So that's the highest praise I could get that Tom and Kathleen would like this book. And uh, the way I speak about their artistry, they they seem to okay it. And I agree with you that The Heart of Saturday Night is one of the greatest songs ever. It is that. It's a great song. The whole album is fantastic. And as many other albums, Get Behind the Mule and Bad as Me, just uh, he's an amazing performer, amazing writer. Everything about him is just one of the greats of all time. And then you uh, you talk about your time with the uh, wonderful and notorious Harry Nilsson. Oh, we had some fun together. He had a thirst like me. We we liked our gargle, and we certainly would hang out at a lot of different pubs, you know, in New York, in L.A., wherever we could, you know, find a 
time to get together, you know, away from our work, we'd certainly take the time to go and uh, explore different establishments around L.A. I don't know how we lived through it. I once made the huge mistake of trying to outdrink Harry Nelson. I did not try that a second time. And he was really the uh, entry point to your ultimate uh, meeting with John Lennon, wasn't he? No question. One day we were drinking in New York at a place called the Robitaille Room. We were having lunch and having some Japanese food and uh, beers. And so he said at some point, you want to join me for dinner with some friends? And I went, sure. And he picks me up in a taxi. We go to the Dakota. So Buzz, I'm thinking, no, when he said dinner with friends, he couldn't possibly mean then the door opens, and there's John Lennon. Come in, come in. Yoko, look. Who's this lad? I know this lad here. John Lennon's acting like he knows me. After about five minutes, I realize why. He goes, oh, Yoko, for God's sake, it's Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. It's a deaf mute, Steve. He's, they're like fans of the show Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman from the 70s, that Norman Lear show with Louise Lasser, and he's acting like a fanboy to me. You know, what's Louise Lasser like? And tell me about Mary Kay plays and what have you. And I'm trying to keep my face from crystallizing and, you know, falling to the floor, talking to John Lennon, Yoko Ono. And they had no help there. They were just, she made a macrobiotic meal with no distance or what have you. They just lived a very simple life there in New York. It was not, you know, some mansion, not that the Dakota is uh, some cheap apartment, you know, it's a beautiful, uh, extraordinary building, but they were very, simple, wonderful people that couldn't have been nicer. I was very lucky to know them. And I love how you describe your relationship with Cass Elliott, how she was really this uh, entry point into some great experiences too, wasn't she? She was. She did a similar thing to what Harry did to me. She said, oh, I'm going to go hear some friends play downtown. We get downtown. It's the music center, a big venture there downtown L.A., and who's playing is Joni Mitchell with the opening act, being someone I had never heard of, nobody had ever heard of, for the most part, was that Jackson Brown. And he was brilliant, of course, and Joni always brilliant. And I, we're still friends to this day, uh, Jackson and I. Whenever I see Joni, you know, I know her a bit, too, and just love her. And that's the kind of thing Kath Elliott would introduce me to. Oh, we're going to have dinner with friends up at their house, like John Lennon. You know, she says the same thing. And so I'm brought up to dinner with some friends, and the friends are Jack Nicholson, you know, and Michelle Phillips. So it was just incredible knowing that wonderful lady, and I know her family to this day. And you talk about your friendship with the Monty Python crew. I have to ask you, did you ever uh, do the Ministry of Silly Walks while you were hanging out with the boys? I had the nerve to do that to John Cleese. That was his wonderful bit. But I know Eric Idle as well, and I... I see Eric often, and uh, Tanya and Eric Idle are dear friends of mine. John Cleese, we did a show together, became very good friends. Monty Python is one of the great comic experiences of my youth and remains so to this day. Just amazing work, and uh, I love seeing the films and the TV show and the different films that they've done, the comedy albums that they've done. Extraordinary stuff, hands up, you know, holds up to this day. And I know there's going to be a uh, next Spinal Tap coming out. Do you have any part of this, possibly? I signed an NDA, so I can't talk about it, but I'm hoping that even people who passed away in the Spinal Tap saga might be thought of or 
remembered in some way. That's all I'm going to say. I'm hoping that different people will be remembered from the, the great story. This is Spinal Tap and their many drummers and other performers. Oh, I love it. Well, I want to close with a couple of um, comments and quotes here and get your reaction. First, I love the uh, Alan Watts quote where he says, drink deep from the well of friendship and cherish this moment now. Can you can you talk about that? Yeah, that, believe it or not, I have the nerve to kind of mix that in with Alan Watts' quote. That's something that I actually have said and, uh, and mean. You know, my friendship with Eric Idle, you know, and with uh, Dave Merkin and Beverly D'Angelo and Bruce Wagner and all these wonderful people, writers and friends who have done such great work. We get together and remember our dear writer and friend, Carrie Fisher, and we are able still to gather and drink deep from the well of friendship. And it's one of the things that sustains me to this day. I'm so lucky to have friends like that, talented people like that, that inspired me to write the book and to continue to work as an actor. I'm I'm just blessed. I won the lottery. I didn't even buy a ticket, Buzz. And then the last quote there uh, out of the book, focus on your breath and nothing else. Let everything else slip away uh, right now. And then where we all visualize a better world and we strive to uh, make it that way. Um, That's so beautiful. Bless you for saying that, Buzz. I I find solace in those words and in those feelings, and I think that's what we're supposed to do. Once we, who have been fortunate enough to do some of the kinds of things that you've just spoken about, I think once you're settled in life and know that you've covered those important matters, we need to help others, and that, that's what we're here for, I believe. I'm so grateful for uh, the opportunity to meet up with you again. And uh, I can't thank you enough. Congrats on the book, Ed. And uh, I wish you and your lovely wife and your family well. I want to see you next time you come to L.A. Let's take a walk again, bud. You got a deal, my friend. Thanks for listening to this episode of Taking a Walk. Please share this with your friends and find Taking a Walk on the iHeartRadio app and wherever you get your podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.